still have those like six downloads in Belgium and Brussels, Belgium every week. No idea who they are. Shout out to the Brussels crew. <laughs> that is amazing. So cool. That's amazing. Love those guys. All right. Well, we are live and on the air. So welcome back to another episode of What in the World podcast on this fine Sunday evening after we took a little break last week since I was with Alex in Nebraska. And then at the time of the podcast was um, getting my bags from baggage claim in Philadelphia. So <laughs> But we are back, and we are happy to have Julie and Steve here from the uh, Through the Glass Recovery podcast, of which Alex did an episode. Ooh, what was that? I don't even remember when that was. I think it was like in March. Back in March? Uh, maybe. I think that was, it was either February or March. Yep. February or March. And he's going to be back on again. He's coming back. Yeah, oh, he's coming I back. Oh, oh, oh. Coming news to back, me, baby. <laughs> news to he's, me. He's coming back. <laughs> Sick. We, now we call that a recurrent. Okay. A recur- All right. Yes, we do. That's like a special thing around here, right? That, yeah. You know? yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't consider myself important in many facets of life, but on the Through the Glass Recovery podcast, I I consider myself, you know, somewhat important. I guess you are important to us, Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of our guests are important to us, yeah. man. These stories that people share, like their lives, that stuff is so important. It needs to be out there. So, yeah, all, all of you guys that are willing to come talk and stuff, it's amazing. We appreciate you guys. Yeah, I, like, go ahead. I was just going to say, I had so much fun and just like honest, genuine conversation with complete strangers over a Zoom call. Um, it, I, I hung, like left my office that day feeling like that was really good. Like that, not only was that fun, like, cause you know, you're on a podcast and I typically don't get to be in your shoes that you're in right now as the guest. I'm typically on this end. So it was like fun to just like no prep work, no making sure everybody's got their, you know, invites and everything. It's just sit down, plug in. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And I do want to say that my wife is a huge fan of y'all's podcasts. Um, it was a couple so cool. months ago. I I do like a little like stretch routine. I'm tall and I have a bad back. For 34, I, I, I'm an old man. Um, <laughs> and I'm like stretching and she's like fixing a nail or something. And she's got her podcast playing over there. And I'm like, man, that guy sounds a lot like Steve. <laughs> that lady sounds like Julie. I'm like, are you listening to through the glass? She's like, yeah, I am. I'm like, wow, that's cool. That's really cool. So- <laughs> that's amazing. How yeah. neat. That's super yeah, cool. She, now, she's not sober though, right? Or, or in recovery? She's not necessarily in recovery. Um, she's been sober since I have drinking in solidarity with me. Okay. Um, but she was never a big drinker to begin with. Um, like she doesn't really enjoy drinking alcohol that much. Um, but in fact, I was just talking, uh, to her on the way home from the mall to, we're going to be our guests talking about how she listens. And she's like, yeah, it really does kind of help me a perspective. Um, she has a family member without getting into too many details about this specific person, um, that really, really struggles, um, with alcoholism, um, 
you know, type thing and off the wagon. And mm. uh, it, I think it helps her just get a perspective of what our reins look like, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit of people who, who struggle with that. So, mm-hmm. um, no, that's yeah, really she's... cool. And really, too, we have gotten so many emails and messages from people that aren't, they don't struggle with addiction, but most of our topics are about like dealing with life and, and life issues and anxiety and like to be an addict or an alcoholic or have an alcohol problem or whatever to be able to relate to a lot of those things. So we actually have a lot of listeners that aren't in recovery that just also have, you know, I mean, we all have stuff to do, right? Yeah. So it's interesting. Sometimes even once we get past the end, a uh, lot of the times in an episode, like we don't even mention alcohol. A lot of it is just hmm. about like how we feel or, you know, what uh, an event or and the feelings associated with that. And then like how we coped with it, how we deal, how we dealt with it and that sort of thing. So it's just like you said, when you were talking about the conversations, when you're done one of those episodes and this happens to us too, we're like, wow, like this was really fulfilling, really amazing conversation. Right. And it kind of fills your heart and fills your soul. So do you no, have any questions good. to open with or do you want me to? Um, so... Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, so I guess like, my, my first question is, uh, and forgive me because I have not had a chance to do much delving into your guys' uh, website, but for how long have y'all been um, doing your podcast? Like, I'm through. You're breaking up a little bit, but I think the question was, how long have you guys been doing your podcast? Oh... We started, uh, we're coming up on actually a year in like a week. We can, a we can change. Yeah. yeah. Coming up on a year. I think our first I episode think we was started September 26th. 20... I looked today. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was our first release date. So just about a year or yeah, just about a year. Just about a year. It yes. is very polished for only being a year old. Um, the, the first been in doing this we put out some real stinkers of some episodes just not (laughs) on any idea what we were doing if you Um, listen to episode zero that's mm -hmm. where we like introduce (laughs) the podcast and introduce ourselves like it is yeah it's pretty rough it and so episode zero is 17 minutes long right we both tell our stories and and you know how we came up with the idea for the podcast it took us like three hours just to record. to record that because we were so like awkward we didn't know what to say it was terrible so if you want to hear our rough stuff go back to the very beginning it's there it's definitely it, there oh, it was we like we that episode recording that episode her and i were just howling we're all we have to we had it written out right all we have to do is like say the things we both wrote out butcher after butcher yeah after butcher <laughs> and and then we were finally like i'll try my best to take like we just accepted it for what it was we we actually plan on going back to that episode and redoing the welcome to through the last episode episode zero and cleaning it up but we haven't yet but if you want to l- listen 
to the that's that's the fun one that's the one that makes us both cringe yeah actually sent me a discord message yeah we started on here when i was like one month sober and that's how we started talking and did you guys meet through the i am sober app or how did that okay yeah so we met through the i'm sober app and i was hosting it wasn't her first meeting but i was hosting the september meetings they're not associated with the app there's a group of people that host recovery meetings on the app and i was hosting the september meetings i ended up hosting september and october the tuesday night meeting and this is how we kind of met i was hosting the meetings she showed up at the meeting and about a month later i I sent a message she wrote a post on the i am sober and then she deleted it and so i was just like ah normally when someone deletes something uh it 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 it, like why did you delete right carrie so uh, she was on discord so i sent her a message yeah. How did was about um so for I'm guessing most of your people have no idea what I am sober sober is an app. It's a free app that you can download. Um and it's just this massive sober people. And you know, it, it lets you just talk to other people going through the same things as you. It's an incredible app. Um and I'm not advertising for them, I promise. Um they're not paying but it, that app saved my it, life. Um it is a, an amazing app. Especially when you feel like you're lost in the weeds of like starting your sober journey and you don't even know where to go or what to do or who to talk to, that free app and that community of people, you're like, oh shit, I'm not the only one who thinks like this. Like there are literally millions of people who suffer with the same things that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's just an incredible place. But anyway, I wrote a, this post on that app about how like a month into my sobriety, I felt like I had finally found real friends for the first time in my life. And so I was going to these meetings and I was having those conversations like you're talking about, right, where you end up with a group of strangers and suddenly you're like having real meaningful conversation. And so I was all like, I posted it and then I was all embarrassed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've only known these people for a month. I can't be like, I love you. So then I deleted it. And Steve was like, why'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and a friendship was born. <laughs> and so did a, so was a podcast. And actually, this is essentially our second podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, we we took a first go at this um, on the Sobertown podcast. There is what is there eight episodes or nine episodes, Julie? Eight yeah, episodes of re- like uh, of Rewired. So there's a recovery book, and. And it's called Rewired, written by Erica Spiegelman. And uh, the man who runs uh, Sobertown Podcast got in touch with her and her book, and he found it and all that stuff. And he wanted someone to host a podcast about the book, right? With the book as the framework for the podcast. So Interesting. um, Yeah, I was in a meeting with him, and he's like, do we have anybody that would be interested in hosting a podcast about Rewired? And I was like, me! I had never even listened to a podcast, I don't think, at that point. Um, I just love that book so much. I was like, anything I can do to help more people find out about this book? Like, the book was so powerful for me. So I absolutely volunteered to host a podcast, and um, 
I was two months sober, maybe. I mean, we're talking, mm-hmm. it was early on. And it was November. then afterwards, I was like, oh, shit, what did I just volunteer <laughs> myself for? Yep. But it started an incredible adventure. I'm so glad that I did that and, like, went out on a limb. And Guess who she sent a message to to ask to be the co-host? That would be, I'm going to say, <laughs> Steve. Yes. <laughs> Excellent call. She sent me a message and she was like, would you you be my co-host? And I was just like, sure. Let's do it. Let's do it. No idea. We had no idea. Learning experience. Yeah. So if you want to really listen to like the very first episodes, there's eight episodes of Rewired on the Sobertown podcast, probably in the high 200 or sorry, high 100s because they have like 300 some odd episodes now. Mm. Um but in the high 100s is we put out what was it an episode a week an episode every two weeks something like that anyways we we, had we no put out that wasn't no, a word we knew yet no but <laughs> that's that that's where we really got started was there mm. yeah. yeah and and now you just got back from going to where julie lives i don't want to like dox or anything or like it was for your birthday, right? Is that yeah, right? Yeah. So I, yeah, I live in Colorado. Um, it's it's totally okay. Um, it's a big state. They're not gonna find me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Steve and stayed for like three weeks. So Steve's from um, he's from Canada, like sixteen hundred miles between us, and he came and stayed for like three weeks. Um, just to hang out, and we went hiking, and we worked on the podcast together. We did all kinds of stuff. It was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I want to. Serious road trip. Oh, you drove down? Oh, yeah. I drove from... I live two hours outside of Toronto. I drove from here. Oh, you're not terribly far from where I'm at. Where are you from? Well, I'm in in Jersey, so Buffalo is only seven hours from from me, so Toronto's like another 30 minutes across the lake. Not terribly far, and we're on our way to New New Hampshire in the end at the beginning of October. Oh, nice! So yeah. we'll be even closer. Even closer, yeah. Uh, Sorry, not to derail your story of your road trip. <laughs> no, that's all good. So I made my way up to Rapid City, South Dakota, and well, I went. I drove through Minneapolis, met a friend. Mm-hmm. Rapid City, South Dakota, met a friend. Um, then ended up, uh, in Glacier National Park and I made my way down to, to Yellowstone and Grand Teton and like through the mountains down to, to Colorado where I then, then I hung out with Julie for three weeks. It was, it was awesome. Nice. That's a, that would have been, that's a cool road trip. That would have been a cool road trip. Yeah. I all in my truck. Nice. <laughs> like I, 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 did, I didn't stay in a hotel room. I lived in Just my truck. I've truck, got a set up in truck my truck. camping. Heck yeah. Yeah. I've got a set up in my truck. To, I, I've got a mattress. I got pull out storage. I got a, a raised topper on it. Like it's all basic, but it's so perfect and beautiful. It's awesome. And it that's, saves money. That's living. <laughs> oh, it seriously does. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't have done that right. otherwise because it would have cost me way, way more money. But mm-hmm. just because I could. There's so many places that you can find that are free to park somewhere and 
and spend the night and it takes a little bit of work you like filter your water and muck around and yeah and if you want to reduce cost but it's not hard and it is fun and yeah, that's one like of these this. massive benefits of the, the whole online community. And we've met so many people in person that, you know, we've met on Zoom meetings, we've met on apps, and we've met on these like virtual sober communities, and we've traveled over the place and and just met people that we've really connected with. It's been incredible. And it's, I mean, we've even done like these big, huge meetups with lots of people. And we did one in um, Moab, Utah. And I kind of told my mom what I was doing. And she's like, so you are driving out to the desert to go hang out with a bunch of alcoholic internet strangers. I was like, yes, basically that is what yes. I'm about to go to. These are my <laughs> people, mom. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> right on. <laughs> I know. Nailed well, it. it's like everything we were always taught. Don't ever tell anybody your real name. Don't ever meet right. anybody, you know, from the internet. And it's, it's turned into an amazing experience. Definitely different now, but um, as far as like you know, it's it's more normal to meet people that way. But it's right. been it's been really yeah. cool. That's awesome. the The sober community is such an interesting community, in the sense that people, any any person I've met in that community is so accepting and so like wanting to help others um and and i feel like that maybe comes from a place of most people don't get sober on a whim um most get sober from hitting rock bottom and and having to climb your way out of it and i and i think there's a bond there with other folks that you know have been through a similar type of rock bottom experience that you you just don't really get with other strangers you know what i mean um and the the whole like i almost hate the word sober at this point in my life um because like uh, <laughs> telling people that like you don't drink you know i was just at a concert when ben was here yeah. um my sister and brother are in a band and um, they had an album release party you know four or five hundred people there and i'm thank god for liquid deaths i was um, just about because... to say good thing there was liquid death there to make it look like you had something <laughs> it at least looks like i have something but you know people still come up to you and they're like Oh, you're not drinking, you know, especially people that I haven't seen in a while or whatever. And it's I was reading a, a quote on the internet the other day or a video or whatever. It's like alcohol is the only drug in the world where people walk up to you and be like, Oh, you don't use this drug? Like people wouldn't walk yeah. up to you with a needle of heroin and be like, You want some? Oh, <laughs> he he's declining because he must have had problems with heroin in the past, yeah. you know. Right. Or people yeah. aren't like you know, you're not smoking a cigarette, and they're like, "Oh my God, what's wrong with you? Why well, aren't you smoking?" Yeah, you know, right? with the with the prevalence of like mm -hmm. marijuana becoming more and more legalized everywhere, I'll go out with you know friends or people that you know I aren't in the military. I don't know if Alex told you guys, but I'm in the military, so I cannot partake in that anymore. And so yeah. they'll always ask me like, "Oh, hey, do you you know do you want some?" And I'm like, "No, nah, I can't." And they're like, "Why?" And I'm just—I usually brush it off. I'm just like, well, Uncle Sam would be yeah. very disappointed in me, and then I would be homeless and jobless. And they're like, oh, 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 okay, my bad, dude. 
but it's like that is um, like almost as prevalent as like as uh, alcohol now yeah. with people asking whenever you go what? out somewhere. Yeah, it's like why? It's uh, that's the funny part. I'm like I'm listening to you, and somebody's asking you why you don't want to get fucked up. <laughs> like, like, right? Yeah. Why don't you want to get fucked? Because I enjoy my life just the way it is. Right. <laughs> Thank like you. The the <laughs> like, the turnaround question could almost be why do you want to get fucked up? Like what's so right wrong? Oh, or it's a great I want to say I want to say wrong, but like what's so like. What's going on in your life that you feel the need to just get like absolutely like twisted? Right. And like, yeah, no, I'm that's not a great yeah. response. Like, I'm not sober a... by any means, but I am definitely participating in a dry September just because I like, I did drink quite a bit this summer and I was, I got to September and I was like, yo, I feel disgusting. I need to like cool it for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but it's like, I mean, I have fun without like alcohol. Like right now at this point in my life, it's just like a social thing, but um, yeah, it's just like sometimes you gotta take a, I gotta take a step back. And so far, I feel a lot better, honestly. Like drinking has its place, but like not drinking the amount of like just better you feel about yourself. Like I don't feel like as bloated and all that mu- like mess anymore. I'm like, dang, is this how Alex feels all the time? Like. <laughs> This <laughs> is over it's here amazing. pounding That's strawberries like... and cream Dr. Peppers and he doesn't feel bloated at all. This is what <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's no better sight in the world than cracking like a twelve pack of strawberries and cream Dr. Peppers and loading those puppies up in the fridge and looking at them <laughs> being like, Oh, I got a full twelve or on deck. Let's go. It's good. We did wild yeah. tonight. Maybe I got a twelve pack of Dr. Oh, we did. <laughs> Get a full pack of D Pippy. We going hard this weekend. <laughs> oh my god. Uh yeah, it's it's and sobriety looks so different for everybody, mm-hmm. you know. Um and I, I obviously sober and I I take that that title very seriously and it's not like I'll give you an example. Uh, there was a whiskey company that came out with a, God, I don't even remember. It was like a vanilla type whiskey. And like, I wanted to taste it. So I stuck my finger in and like tasted it. And then of course, you know, like I'm looking at my friends like, eat, eat. oh God, oh shit. I caught it again. I caught it, you know, <laughs> but, but, and I don't want to joke. I know there are people that like, if they tasted that, you know, they, it might, it seriously might trigger something where they're like, Hey, actually I'll take, you know, just half a shot of that. And then that mm-hmm. half shot turns to a shot, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. we won a golf tournament and they filled the cup with beer and they were passing it around to everybody. And I like, I took a sip, you know what I mean? So like, I take the, the sober term very seriously. Um, but I also want to put it into context. Like I, I, I take it very seriously. I have had the taste of alcohol on my lips, but for me, that's not going to send me spiraling into like a bender. You know what I mean? And there are people who do that. And there are other people, you know, maybe like Ben who say, you know what, for September, you know, sobriety looks good for September. Mm-hmm. And from both the non-sober side, and there are some podcasts that I found from the sobriety side that are like the teetotaler type, you know, it's like calling people who drink alcohol normies and shit like that. I'm like, okay, well, let's not do that. Like, let's just let people live their lives maybe and not, you know, be so judgmental. Yeah. And 
that stigma just drives me crazy. And mm-hmm. it and it comes from both sides. You know, it, it really like yeah. I said, the, the word sober almost like ugh, I'm so sick of saying it and hearing people say it. I'm like, just let me do my thing. Just let me live my life, be healthy, have a good relationship with my wife and my stepdaughter. And then you worry about your shit. I'll worry about mine. You know, mm-hmm. that stigma is like it's it's awful what mm-hmm. we end up facing and you know you'll I, there's so many people that hate the labels they don't want to be called an alcoholic or an addict or and and that's totally understandable because when you think of an alcoholic what do you think about like you think about you know the homeless guys under mm-hmm. the bridge crowded around the the fire in the barrel right right and i mean forever i wasn't gonna go to like meeting or even consider the fact that I might be addicted to alcohol because I'm like well I'm not like those people like mm-hmm. I'm not that, that's not me I'm fine you know like my life is basically together and and I would never have like actually talked to somebody because that's what what people picture and there's this belief that people who become addicted to alcohol are bad people and so I wasn't yeah. going to admit it because that meant like I was failing morally, like on the, you know, this moral level that I was this failure mm-hmm. because I got addicted to alcohol. And somebody told me once, um, and it, it was, it was huge for me. She's like, you are a normal person that got addicted to an addictive substance. Maybe all the people who don't get addicted to it are the ones that aren't normal, <laughs> right? Because, yeah. and I needed to hear that because that's exactly what alcohol is. It's an addictive substance. It's made mm-hmm. to be addictive. That's mm-hmm. what it does to your body. So it's not a moral failing. It's just all of us biologically reacting Yeah. in the way that our bodies are kind of meant to. So. Right. Yeah, and those ones that don't get addicted to alcohol perhaps are addicted to cocaine. You know, you don't, you never know. They, their biological makeup or might be or, or eating, or like whatever it is. Yeah, whatever. Everybody has a different, you know, addiction that like feeds that portion of the brain that gives them that 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 happiness and that that thing. And it could be dopamine. Yeah, that dopamine, dopamine. could be that. Just you know, could be dopamine. anything. Yeah. So you just gotta fill it with something else that gives you dopamine. Yeah, it's what it comes down to. We all have our own problems, right? Mm-hmm. Like one way or another, some of us talk about our ours more out loud. And I think when you talk about the stigma and stuff, Julie, at the same time, I think when you're okay or comfortable, I guess comfortable enough, because to stand in front of the stigma and it's like I'll call myself all of the names. That's fine. I'm fine with it. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I have no issues or qualms if somebody else hears me referred to that and it clicks with them Mm -hmm. and it gives them a chance they're like oh damn okay i can relate to that and if that's that's good enough for me that's a that's plenty for me to to stand in front of the stigma and be a loud voice and be a voice in the community so someone else because someone did that for me Mm mm-hmm Someone did that for me, and and that helped me get out of my hole. So I now I'm comfortable enough. Like it, just, there was a time where I wasn't. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, don't call me any of that, but you can call me whatever it is now. I'm I'm comfortable with it. I'm. I just want to see people make their way out. That's what I want to see. Yeah. In it it looks so different for everybody. And I think that's what 
drives my kind of deep level of resentment towards like that blanket term. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It it looks so different for everybody. And I think that's why podcasts like yours are so important. Um, apps like the I Am Sober app are so important because it gives you, it allows you to put it into context of, oh yeah, no, it's not just homeless people clutching the brown bottle as you walk past them on the street that are alcoholics. Matter of fact, when you Google the term alcoholic, not only is it kind of a vague terminology, but then you find out if you go to the doctor to try to get diagnosed with alcoholism, he's not going to be able to give you a diagnosis without talking to you and then really saying, well, you got to kind of make the decision if you're an alcoholic for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what the hell? That's well, not what I thought this was. Like, right. that's what? I well, thought I could go to the doctor and he'd be like, bro, you're an alcoholic. You know, turns out that's the case. So I the, thought the doctor, <laughs> I thought the doctor really... was going to tell me that I was an alcoholic, which is why I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it like, I, And it's Fair to say, if you're wondering if you're an alcoholic, mm-hmm. you probably probably are. Yeah, like you might want to what you might want to address. Yeah, something. well, so it's super interesting. So Alex would say, you know, you go to the doctor like on the civilian side, and they'll be like, I don't know, you figure it out. It's interesting when you get in trouble with alcohol on the military side, they automatically just jump to that. They're like, you're an alcoholic. Here's all these programs go, and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I might not actually be an alcoholic. This might have just been one bad like party night, and I was in the you know potentially the wrong place, the wrong time, or we just you know we had a really good night, and some people weren't driving with the good night we had, and now here mm-hmm. I am in trouble and getting labeled as an like not me personally. It's all right, mm-hmm. but you know whoever's just like no, there they are. Like well, I'm not an alcoholic. I was just like what like why do I have this this label on me now? And now I have to go to these classes that I don't even want to go to. Because I was at one party, or whatever. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting and crazy to see the like the flip flop between the two the two sides of that coin between the military and civilian side. I yeah, I used to think that literally what would define an alcoholic would be like if you would quit drinking, you'd get like the DTs, you know, like you'd get like the delirium tremens or whatever you call them. So I'd quit drinking on a Monday and Tuesday. My hands ain't shaking, baby. We're good. Like, I'm fine. You know, I don't have a chemical dependency. Wednesday night, hey, couple beers. Thursday night, Thursday night football. You know, well, then mm-hmm. we roll into Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You know, a couple days off, we're good. You know, maybe, maybe a glass of whiskey on Tuesday. Maybe, you know, maybe one beer on Monday. Well, then, you know, now we're well, back. next thing you know, you know, it's every yeah. day, all the time. Can't figure out why I put on 30 pounds. You know, mm-hmm. it it's so uh-huh. crazy how good your brain can become at tricking itself into going after what it is becoming chemically dependent on. Right. Well, and when you um, f- oh, yeah. yeah. When you frame yeah. it like that, and I look back at like my last couple years of college, I look back on that and go, damn, I probably was like a functioning alcoholic. Um, because you, I, I was chunky and like, <laughs> um, the amount of times as I look back, I was like, damn, I was, I was, you know, going to, I would go to class and then I'd, after I get done with classes for the day, it was, you know, hanging out with the boys, having drinks and then, you know, whatever. I didn't want to go to this class. The girls were playing softball. We go out to the softball field, watch them more drinks and stuff like that. And then it just like kept going. And then, you know, we, I look back now and I was like, dang, I was, I was pretty like tuned up most nights. 
through college and then you know saturday and sunday we go out to the bars and then from there i was like i would I, you know i get to i didn't I ended up getting like the dts or anything like that but i ended up going to to boot camp and i you know didn't have a drop of alcohol for three months and then i was like dang so then the first beer that somebody buys me on the plane ride home i'm like buzzing off of one beer because we're just sitting on the tarmac and i was like oh damn well, yeah <laughs> I was like, yo, we went hard for a while. And that three months, you know, in boot camp really like fucking kind of put it in perspective for a second. Yeah. Well, and like for most of us, alcohol is like this, you know, slightly unhealthy coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. We use it to deal with the pressure and stress of college or of parenting. Mine was parenting little kids, right? Or to get through social situations because I'm painfully socially awkward. Um, And so it was like my my slightly unhealthy coping mechanism, Mm -hmm. right? At some point, for those of us who just have that addiction tendency, it switches from being a coping mechanism to a crutch. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, alcohol is not going to make it easier for me to parents like it used to. Alcohol is necessary. Necessary. For me right. to parents yeah. now. And there's, you don't realize when that transition happens until mm-hmm. it has happened and you are stuck in it. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, shit. Yeah. I have to yeah. do something well, about it. Kristen yeah, just pointed out in the chat. She goes, it's so ingrained in society that it's hard to pinpoint when it becomes a problem. And right, it's true, and that's how it was for like college, because it was just like part of the culture. It's just what happens in college, and then you get out, and you're like, "Oh, dang, dude, I was, I was deep, <laughs> like I was swimming yeah. in it, basically." Well, mine was mommy wine culture, right? It's mm. just accepted that the moms are going to be going around with their little sippy cup or their I coffee know, cup, yep, and you I know was... it's not coffee in there. No, I was just about to say that's a big thing on. Uh, it was a big thing on Instagram on the reels for a little while. They're like, "Oh, you know, these Stanley cups can fit like an entire bottle of wine in them," and I'm just going on, you know, a walk around the neighborhood with the other wives, and you're like, <laughs> "All right, mom, chill." Like that's still public intoxication. <laughs> Right. Like, that's not normal. And for some reason, we all have been led to believe that that's totally a normal, necessary part of life if we want to be happy and and functional. It's just, it's crazy what society has tried to force us to believe. It works until it doesn't. And Mm -hmm. you don't know the doesn't part until it's way too late. And you can sit down and talk with someone and be like, this could be you. I know I was that guy. Mm-hmm. I, I we had a guy at work who came in. We had a, a, a we called it safety day. I don't work there anymore, but we called it safety day. We had a guy who was an ex NHL hockey player who blew all of his money afterwards on booze and a bunch of other things, right? Ended up working in uh northern alberta or something like that out in the middle of nowhere and Mm -hmm. he was an alcoholic and he was drinking and he was completely trashed on the job blah 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 slipped injured himself he's alive and he goes around as a speaker and he tells his story right about him falling and almost dying Mm. at work because of it and and like he's still alive to tell the story and so he's up there telling his story and i'm the alcoholic who's already crossed the from it doesn't work to it doesn't work but i don't know it yet listening to him saying that won't be me 
I'm not that bad. And as soon as you start saying I'm not that bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like red lights and yeah. flags <laughs> and all of the other stuff. But like internally, it doesn't, there's no, fl- I'm not flagging myself. I'm just yeah. saying like that, uh, that won't be me. Guess what? Yeah. I didn't get hurt at work, but that was me. I was drunk at work a fair amount of times, a lot. Mm-hmm. For the past year, I was not proud of it. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And any of that could have happened. That literally could have been me. So it's it's really it's it sneaks up on you. Yeah, you don't know, and sneaks it's... up on you, and it sits there, and it just becomes part of your destruction. Right, and then unfortunately, well, and like... oh. no, go ahead, Julie. I was just going to say, you know, Alex was talking about it. it looks different for every person. And I think it's so important that people understand you don't have to hit rock bottom to decide mm-hmm. to just quit. Nothing horrible has to happen in your life. You don't have to lose your marriage and your kids and wreck your car and go to jail and all of these things in order to decide alcohol is not serving me. Right. Right. Um, alcohol starts holding you back from living your best life immediately, basically. And so at some point, if you can just, if, if that's a, a true statement for you, alcohol is, is stopping me from living my very best life. It's okay to just quit then. Like mm-hmm. You don't have to let it keep building up. And, you know, you don't have to have a big dramatic reason for why you decide to quit. Right. Yeah. And that, I was going to say, like, unfortunately for, um, I, and I could be wrong, but I say, I would say, unfortunately for most people, it does take some, like, big rock bottom thing to finally wake them up. And I just say that from personal experience, not in regards to alcohol, but I'm a stubborn individual. And sometimes for some, for a lot of things, it takes me hitting the final, like, wall. And I'm like, oh, here's the epiphany. Um, mm-hmm. So I think for a lot of people, it gets, it finally gets to that point where, like, they do, you know, crash the car get a dui or some something else right. like really big and then that's finally like the wake up call and they're like oh shit and, <laughs> and you know the the saddest part about that is the other side of the coin i've i've watched people hit rock bottom and still not change their ways cuz they're still convinced that they don't have a problem mm. yeah and that's the saddest and, version of it yeah there was a lady uh, when I was when I hit my high my 900 days. I went hiking. I went up Via Ferrata in Arapahoe Basin, Colorado, and she's an X-ray tech, and she was on this trip with me, climbing up the side of this mountain. And she was i i ended up telling her a little bit of my story and 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 whatnot and uh she was telling me that she goes you i can't tell you how many times i've seen like really poor like livers that have gone mm-hmm. way overboard and then we have to break the news to them that you know this is basically it for you like there's no going back because your liver is too bad and then that's when they turn around and say i'll change i'll quit and i'll change and i'll quit and i'm like that breaks my heart and she's she's i know it breaks mine too but that's i mean it's kind of one why we do what we do julie right like 
those those stories there are just yeah. damn. Well, and some of those people that can't quit, or I say can't, haven't successfully quit yet, um, you know, they don't know how many options there are out there for support. Mm-hmm. Essentially, when you decide you're going to quit drinking, pretty much the only thing anybody knows about is AA. And I'm not going to bash AA because it has saved countless lives mm-hmm. and it works perfectly for so many people but it doesn't work for other people mm-hmm. and people go to AA and they're like it didn't work for me and then they're like I just can't do it and I think that's where you know it's it's almost taboo in the recovery world to be like AA is not your only option mm-hmm. um, there are so many other things you can do you can you know like the app the IAS app we host meetings that are you know basically just like our podcast where it's it's not any program it's just people talking because that's what we need to do to recover um see i'm a certified recovery coach steve's in the process of, of becoming certified too and you can work one-on-one with someone in a way that works for you like there's just there's so many options like alex said you know everybody's version of addiction looks different everybody's version of recovery looks different too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it is so hard to get that information out there because aa is huge and again like I think it's an incredible program. I know that if I thought that was my only option, I wouldn't be sober because it's just not something that resonates for me. Yeah. Same. Well, that's why I like Same. you guys. I'm not a. Oh, no, go ahead, Alex. I was just going to say, I, I'm, you said it perfectly, Julie, my thoughts on AA too. It's, uh, I'm glad it exists and I'm glad that it's an option for people and it's helped people. It's not really my cup of tea. It's not really. Uh, exact you just said it if that was my only option if i would have felt like that was my only option uh, i don't think i ever would have truly gotten sober and the i am sober app honestly was like my kind of version of aa um getting on there especially when i was struggling i'll never forget new year's eve last year i was the biggest poutiest baby in the world like my brain is like screaming at me for a glass of champagne at midnight like you want to talk about unconscious brain and conscious brain just like clawing at each other like you i won't even say the words um but yeah it was bad like (laughs) and i was i was pouty i was like a four-year-old like well i guess i'll just go up to my room then at midnight and i'll just go to bed and not have my glass of champagne you know (laughs) I but, know that feeling. Yeah. Like I'm laughing because that yeah. has been me before. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I tell that story because I did go to bed and I got on the I Am Sober app and there were so many people saying how hard that night was for them. Yeah. And although it didn't completely snap me out of my poutiness, it was just nice to be able to see all those people you know, dealing with the same thing. And if AA works for you, that's great. But there are so many other options out there. You know, podcasts, your podcast is a perfect example of just one that's not preachy. It's not, you know, again, calling people who drink normies or whatever, like just try to meet people where they are and just share your stories and the options that are out there. And that's what I love most about y'all's podcast is it's not preachy. It's not like condemning people that do drink. You know, some are going through like a narcotics anonymous type program and maybe do enjoy a glass of wine. Like, that's fine. Nobody's sitting here telling you how to live your life. But you should know that there are other people out there that struggle with the same things that you do, you know. 
it's, yeah. it's connection beats addiction, right? Yeah. It, above Amen. everything else, it's connecting with other people and talking to other people who feel the same way that you do and knowing you're not alone and sharing your stories and, and being vulnerable, like really talking about hard stuff. That's where the recovery happens. And I think, you know, wherever you can find that, that's what's going to support you and give you what you need to be mm-hmm. able to actually do this successfully. Yeah, I don't know that it has to be a program. I started out in AA. I don't anymore. Like, it's not, it's it's where I went to. I struggled. I didn't really connect with it, but I I tried. I, I sat there. I found a different avenue. I, I, the I Am Sober app, I've been on it since day six. And eventually I went into that community. That's where my personal growth happened. That's where a lot of my growth happened, where I really got to express. It's the conversations that we have on our podcast is literally a replica of the breakout rooms and the meetings that we went to. Mm -hmm. And it worked so well for us because it was so accepting of anyone and their problems and their recovery path, right? AA, smart recovery, Dharma recovery, whatever your path was, it was fantastic to hear that perspective through that lens of recovery and then maybe apply it to my own life. So we wanted to take that, that openness and that honest conversation because that's what the meat and potatoes of my recovery is and mm-hmm. wanted to share that with everyone else. That's basically why we're doing what we're doing with the podcast. Yeah. And I was going to say earlier, that's just why, that's why I like that blurb when I was on y'all's website that, you know, connection beats addiction. I like that um, a lot um, because that does like that cookie cutter AA thing doesn't work for everyone. Um, and kind of in the same vein, it's why I like having, know conversations with people with like relationship issues because i went through like the same thing you know i've been divorced and that kind of stuff but i don't mind sharing my story when people talk about their stuff because i'm like hey this is what i went through if this helps cool this is my advice is what i learned from it you know take it or leave it um but that seems to like resonate more so with people than when they try and go to some like cookie cutter thing that's like, you know, do these things, these steps, and you know, this will save your marriage. Because when I was doing that, I went through a whole little like book and it didn't work because that doesn't, you know, it doesn't work for everything. Um, so I like having those connections with people being able to talk uh, to people and be like, this is my story, take it or leave it, but this is what helped me. And I think that just boils down like just to humanity as a whole, connections are more important than, you know, these kind of blanket programs because people strive yeah, for that well, we're not, deep down. We're not cookie cutter humans, right, right? right? And so cookie cutter programs of any kind for any problem aren't going to work. That's kind of where I went with the with my recovery pro- coaching program. It's not, you can't tell somebody follow these steps and you're mm-hmm. going to stay sober and be mm-hmm. happy forever. <laughs> it's not like that. It's, you know, what's going on in your life? Yeah. What maybe yeah. needs to be addressed and then start exploring that and, and talk through it. But then also every single one of us who's willing to tell our story, our stories have value. Right. Whether you're talking about something, you know, in a relationship issue or you're talking about addiction, every story has value. And if we can use our stories 
just to help other people and there's so so much power right. in that which i think is why a lot of people kind of like fall off the like as they say fall off the wagon with aas you can kind of force yourself for for us period of time to meet those you know milestones in AA but eventually it just becomes like a chore and people hate doing chores and if it becomes something that white knuckling yeah like if you're forcing yourself to do something at that point eventually you're going to run out of the motivation to do it because it's going to feel too much like work so that's it's funny you said it because it's going to feel too much like work and and i was the words in my head were like what i do for my recovery doesn't generally feel like work there's Mm -hmm. some days where it feels like work right but generally speaking like the things that i do to support my recovery my recovery and i that's on a daily basis uh, are you know they don't feel like work they're just part of my routine they're part of mm-hmm. my daily thing and 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 there's the, the people where aa works really well for them it's part mm-hmm. of their routine and it's part of their daily thing and it and, and it works great and that's fantastic and it's what works for me what doesn't work for me this is part of the coaching right what works mm-hmm. for me what doesn't work for me i need to remove this cuz it doesn't it's not working for me Right. I need to insert something else and try something different. Whatever that is, pick. Let's right. you know, you can let's make a list and find out what that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. And it's a tailored recovery. Let's let's build something. Let's help you build something for you that works for you. Right. And I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell this kind of on Alex's behalf because we did talk about it a little bit while I was there when we were actually heading out to play golf and he was like, you know, we were talking about it and everything. And he was like, you know, I, I tell I told Kristen, you know, you gotta pick one. Either I'm I'm drinking all the time again or now I'm just playing golf all the time. So like pick your evil. So like I'm either gone for four hours at a day every other day, you know, playing golf or I'm at home and incoherent. Like which one do you want? And I mean we laughed and joked about golf it, but like you know, sounds so that's, bad in that vein. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like we like laughed and had a joke about it, but the, you know, that's, you know, that's what worked, you know, for Alex is, you know, we'll just play golf some more. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm, I'm just stubborn enough that if you tell me I have to do something or if it does feel like work, a, I'm going to be like, Oh, I have to do this. Okay. Yeah. Watch yeah, right. <laughs> go do the exact opposite. Yeah. Or if it feels like work, nah, I'd rather not, you know? Yeah. So you have to find your own ways, you know, to, to get through it and to navigate through it. Cause it's not easy. And it, it, sometimes it does feel like work, but I can promise you, if you make it feel like an obligation at some point in time, the walls are going to break, at least for me, you know? Yeah. You go, you listen to some of these old timers talk and they're, they're like, I don't know, it just, it sounds like, you know, it's, it's all such a miserable thing and you just, you got to do this and you got to do that. And your addictions, what, what do they say? Like your addictions doing push-ups in push-ups a parking, in parking lot, lot, waiting for you to be complacent. And it just, it sounds like terrifying and miserable and none of them seem very happy. And you're like, so I have a choice between drinking my life away or living like that like those mm-hmm. are my two choices and i mean for the most part recovery is freaking fun mm-hmm. my life is so yeah. much fun and i love it i always say create a life so full there's no space left for alcohol it's like my tagline right i actually mm-hmm. got it tattooed on my arm um but my it's more than a life... tagline it <laughs> is. you're living it but it is so true if you get rid of alcohol you have 
all of this opportunity to bring these things into your life and, and create this life that is absolutely fulfilling and wonderful and amazing to live. And you can't convince somebody of that in the beginning of their, when somebody is just starting out, they're like, they can't even fathom how good life can get. Like they've never experienced it before and it's not even something that they could possibly imagine. Like the way, how free you feel and how capable mm -hmm. and confident and like self-worth and then like the the courage to do all of these things you would never do. I mean, me being on a podcast, that's huge. <laughs> um, but it's just, it changes everything and you can't, there, there's no way to explain that to somebody. You just, You have to be like, just trust me mm -hmm. it's gonna get better but you don't have to it doesn't have to look like those old timers that are just you know sitting Trudging there along. grumpy and and like slogging through life like yeah. you should not be slogging through life if you are you're doing it wrong right yeah i remember that when alex first started his first couple of months of of recovery like i was i mean obviously i'm there we're very close um so yeah i'd get those text messages like brother this day sucked and i'm like i i get it dude like i obviously you know i'm not on like that same path but i'm I'm here for you i'll listen to whatever you got to tell me i know it sucks but trust me it's going to be better on the back end well it it does sneak up on you in such a way that when you finally do quit drinking you're like oh shit no like i my brain is telling me like i need this you know and you you're stuck looking yourself in the mirror like how did i let it get like this you know like how did and now it sucks because i'm pouty or like i'm not having a great day or i was listening to a podcast early on a, a lot of really great podcasts too um just quick google search i won't list them all other than through the glass download subscribe listen to through the glass <laughs> the link to the um, website that's the, best the podcast is in the description um awesome. but awesome. somebody was uh talking about their recovery and this actually might have been like russell brand or somebody like that somebody mm. that um is sober now calling their mentor or whatever uh their, their sponsor through aa you know like a week into their sobriety and saying, man, I'm having a tough day, you know, like that bottle's calling my name, I'm having a tough day. And and he thought his mentor was going to like have some words of wisdom or some like line of poetry. He goes, yeah, dude, that shit sucks. You're just going to have to white knuckle it today. And it's like, that's it? <laughs> that's the best that's you, you got, got for me? <laughs> there's no magic. I, that's the frustrating yeah, that, part. And there, that's there's it. no magic. That's the truth yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to suck. It's going to be a tough day. But you know what would be worse is getting all lit up tonight and waking up tomorrow morning and having a headache and being like, shit, why did I do that? Now I have to start again. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some days in sobriety where you do just have to white knuckle it. But if you can get through that, it gets a lot easier. And you can spend a Sunday going to an escape room with your family yeah. and coming home and doing a podcast and not being like, how many beers can I get in before we go to the escape room? Oh, and by the way, on the way home from the escape room, we're going to have to stop and get a six pack because I can't do a podcast sober. That sounds horrible and boring. Um, you know, like you can do things like that and it gets yeah. better, you know, and you can sit and drink Pepsis and do things. It doesn't have to be awful. And if you can get through the initial process, gets a lot better and gets a lot easier. You just got to keep fighting the good fight. And then you can really treat yourself to a fully loaded Pepsi too. 
Drink them old boy. <laughs> it was Texas football weekend. That's, that's I funny. I, I'm, I have I conflicted feelings about that, but you know, at least you made Arkansas have a better record than Alabama for at least a week. So, I'll, you know, we'll let it ride. Well, and, and watching the game last night, one of my best friends came over and he brought a 12 pack of white claws, you know, and I'm making the same joke. So I got the, the fully leaded Pepsis, you know, and you can sit there like we both had a fantastic time watching that game. You know, mm -hmm. we both had a great time and drink your white claws. If you want to drink your white claws, drink your Pepsi, whatever, just do what you got to do to, to live a good and fulfilling life to where your wife or your significant other doesn't hate you because you're continually screwing up and messing up it or so the, you don't hate yourself yeah yeah the Let's amount see. of sober people that i have heard on podcasts or interviews that say they start looking in the mirror and reflecting on alcohol and why they chose to get sober and start looking in the past and realizing that all of the worst things that have happened to them in their life have all revolved around alcohol. Case poster yep. child, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, a DUI didn't wake me up. Two MIPs in my 20th year of life didn't wake me up. You know, oh, that's just wrong place, wrong time. Really unfortunate. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, sorry, I was riffing there, and then I had another question <laughs> in my head, and it dropped out. Ben, what more questions do you it, have? It, it dropped out. Uh, um, I shoot, I don't know if I've got any. I've been just enjoying listening to the conversation happen. Honestly, it's been good, loving it. Um, I do want to say, if any of your listeners are resonating with anything that we're talking about, um. We do have meetings where you can just show up and hang out and talk. It's not AA. It's just people. Um, and we would we welcome everybody, no matter where you are in recovery or what you're recovering from. We have people who are, you know, dealing with drug addiction and alcohol and whatever. Um, but all of that information is on our website. And we would be happy to have anybody who, even if they're just hearing some things and they're like, oh, maybe I should be thinking about things differently. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's through theglassrecovery.com. Nope. Um, it's in uh it'll be in it's in the description now underneath our live video and it'll stay there once this is over and then it'll go in the show notes for those of you that listen um wherever you listen to your podcasts uh it'll be in those show notes as well so you can just click on that link or copy paste it into the google search bar right to their website uh it's a very beautiful website it's very colorful um yep. and there's lots of uh, i learned how to build a website in two weeks so that we could have a website when we decided we were going to start a podcast. It's a lot so of work. That, that made my day. <laughs> good. Good. It's a lot of work. I remember I was in a computer class in high school where we had to build the website and good Lord, that was, then that was back in like 2011. And I was like, dang. So I can't even imagine what it's like now. Yeah. Well, when we, we, okay. So I'm going to reference a golfing term of mine just for Alex here. So uh, I call it trunk slamming. You show up at the golf course, you grab your stuff, slam your trunk, and you hurry up and get to the first hole as fast as you can because your tee off time. Because your tea time, like you're very minutes. late. You're very yeah. late to your tee time. <laughs> right? Trunk slamming. We did that with this podcast. 
through the glass bar. We trunk slammed the podcast. We turned around and said, okay, what was it, the beginning of September? We're going to start a podcast. We're finally, like, we had thought about it since. Yeah. Well, I'm like, we need to pick a day because we, we to... keep talking about it and we haven't yeah. done anything about it. So, like, three weeks, we recorded four episodes. She built a website and, and, and we released. Bow. Steve learned how to edit audio. I heard. Oh, I mean, that's we, the we, worst. Like... <laughs> God, I hate, I, I hate that. I love editing tragic. audio. That's one of my things. You are learned, one I... of the few. <laughs> audio is the worst thing to try and fix. Uh, I've been through that where I've edited videos and everything like on audio and that stuff. Oh, it's such a pain. And I'm so but much yeah, of a perfectionist. Trunk, trunk slamming, Alex. We trunk slammed the podcast. That's fantastic. And I, I honestly would have never guessed... Um, because it uh, and I'm not just saying this to make you feel good. Like your your podcast sounds very professional and tailored. Your your website looks really good. I would highly recommend following them on Instagram too if you're an Instagram type of person. Um, I enjoy that's how I keep up with you guys uh, most is by um, following the Instagram. And uh, it's not all just like woo woo you know like oh sober life is so beautiful you know (laughs) again there's there's some and i'm i'm glad that that people are sober and they do whatever they do to make their lives fulfilled but there is some that i'm just not a big fan of like it doesn't necessarily fill up my bucket if you will um but i do really enjoy y'all's y'all's content and your instagram um it's it's fun to watch. It's it's not all the same. There's clips of you guys on the side of a mountain, like hiking up the mountain. I'm like, oh look, holy hell, there's Julia, there's Steve. They're on the mountain. Like, <laughs> look at them go. <laughs> it's a little bit of sober life for you. <laughs> a little Couldn't bit of sober life. Y'all know when, <laughs> when we were when we were on the side for her birthday when we did the Via Ferrata, we both looked at each other and it was like, you imagine if we were drinking and doing like this would never happen, first of all. That's Second of all, this would happen. Oh yeah. Second of all, it would be freaking miserable. Like, oh, hungover? There, uh, like I would have oh, been hungover if yeah. I was in my drinking days. We had to start at like eight o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed yeah. I would have been miserable hungover. And then I'd be like crossing crazy like cable bridges across yeah. this gorge oh. while I like I would definitely have been puking. I mean, no, yeah. no, no, no. It would have it been bad because like wake up. We, we couldn't sleep in because it was a what? Two and a half hour drive. Yeah. Right? So we you're up super early. And... Yeah. Like yeah. the whole thing, just the whole thing. Like none of that happens. And if it does, it's really, really miserable. And at the end, you're like, yeah, it was awesome because you have to say that. And then you're like, oh, God. <laughs> now we have to go to... back down. <laughs> Help. Help. Um, Get me right. to a bar. Where's yeah. the beer? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly so what crazy. I would have been thinking too. Yeah. yeah. Up early, hungover. Maybe yeah. a little mimosa. A little hair of the dog to get you going. Yep. Go yeah. climb a mountain and then where's the beer? Well, yeah. You like... not really remember it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's so many hikes that I did where, like, I know I was there because I'm in the pictures, but I don't actually even really remember the experience. Like, even when I wasn't an, a quote-unquote alcoholic, even when mm-hmm. it wasn't really a problem yet, I can still look back at things I did. Like, in my 20s, I really didn't drink a lot. But anything that I did drink through, I definitely wasn't present for it. And I don't remember it very well at all. You know, it just, it changes everything. Even the littlest bit of alcohol changes everything. 
Yep. It really does. It I'm does. going on a little mini golf trip to Kansas City this weekend with some friends, and I know they're going to be drinking heavy. And I can't wait for that first Friday morning to be up brewing some coffee, just play like some super loud music and watch them all kind of come crawling out. Stumble of out of the rooms like, and... Alex, please, for the Lord, love of God, Lord. turn it down. <laughs> and, and, and he's just going to be like skipping. And... No, no, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll go at the driving range. I'll be putting. Yeah. They're out yeah. there just shanking and topping their first shots of the day. Yeah, yep. my podcast putting. Yeah, life is That's so different now. The worst, and you're just trying to squeeze some food down before they get out because you know that if they need, if they eat, they're gonna feel a little bit better. Yeah, right. Yep. And then and sweating. Like, oh oh God. God. Oh man. Oh, here we go. Oh, all right. Oh no. Shoot. I mean, I've done. I've went and played a round of golf in like the heat after I've had a drinking before, just to sweat the demons out because I knew I was like, I'm gonna take me a jug of water, and I was like, I, I gotta get these out. I gotta get these out. I'm gonna do something that I mildly enjoy. That's <laughs> just try and try and do something here. See, that's where you and I are different because I would have been on the golf course, but I would have been hair of the dog, straight hammering away yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. And no, I was all like, I need... about this problem tomorrow i was like right, yeah. today or i'd be profan in a jug of water on the golf course like sweat the demons out we're gonna get through this yeah see you're like sweat the demons out oh, i'm gonna get through this and we're like sweat the demons out feed the demons right and then i will golf. man i'll just get all loosened up that swing lube that's what i used to call it mm -hmm. swing yep. lube right just get all oh, i'll yeah. be good to go after the ninth right swing like, lube and a little bit of birdie turn. juice yeah it's horrible mm. yeah well, we're pretty much at an hour, right, Ben? Yeah, just a just a tick over. Right on. Just a Not tick over. So you guys, too much longer. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it, no, it's this been hour super good. Flew by. Um, it has, thank yeah. you guys. Yeah, so it much. Thanks Great for the invite. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Great we really conversation. Appreciate it. It's been fun. Had some had some yucks. <laughs> super cool to get to know you guys yeah it for is sure. for sure and i will be super excited to be on your podcast um coming up here soon yeah ish and uh this will be live on youtube literally um, as Steve, soon as i sent I you our link and stream <laughs> i sent you our link tree stuff so if you guys want to share it you don't have mm -hmm. to by any means um that's not like part of the terms and conditions. Like you must share this on your Instagram. Like not yet. We don't have contracts. Want. We don't have contracts you... written out for our guests, but that's coming. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sure I'm we kidding. can make something happen there. Yeah, for uh, sure. We'll get it. Yeah. Yep. If you want to, great. If not, that's cool too. Um, but it'll be all get the audio up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that stuff um, tomorrow afternoon. So awesome okay yep but this uh for really everybody cool. else yep it'll be as soon as this stream is over it will live on youtube forever underneath the live tab when you go to our channel so that's where you can find all awesome. of our all of our live stream forever. podcasts forever well until you know the internet decides it once you know start cease to exist um <laughs> until ai takes over a ai Julie. takes over and the inevitable emp apocalypse comes <laughs> julie the look on your face 
forever. <laughs> oh no, people will see this. <laughs> Look, guys, she combed her hair for this, okay? Yeah. She did. She combed she her did. hair on the off chance we would have video, which we do. <laughs> I had no idea that it was video, so um but yeah, no, but uh for for y'all out there, again, the link to uh Julian Steve's website is down below in the description through the glassrecovery.com is down there take you right to their beautifully made website where you can find all of the resources that you need if you need you know if you're struggling you need some help or if you just want to check out their podcast that's all there it'll be in the show notes when alex uploads that stuff uh tomorrow but yeah if you guys enjoyed this one then definitely go check them out because these guys rock awesome thank you guys so much and my twitter handle is in uh on the starting page to dm me you guys know my dms are always open if you want to talk to somebody who's been through it firsthand i'm happy to help anybody that i can um and honestly 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 a really good first place to start that's not super intimidating is through the glass recovery podcast and instagram or download the i i am sober app um it'll count your sober days for you it's free there's a huge community of people it's almost like a twitter or like not really facebook of like sober people they're they're posting they're sharing their stories i guess you can share pictures on there too you Um, can it's pretty pretty intimate it's pretty basic but it it is it works exactly the way it needs to it really does Well, that's and you can stay completely YouTube. anonymous. That is a yeah. big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. is how, that's how we met Alex too. So, yep, very that's true. Exactly right. Yep. Cool. There you go. Definitely check it out. All right. Well, with that, I think we'll wrap it up. Thanks again, y'all, for coming on. Really enjoyed it, and uh, we're not just saying that because that's what you do on podcasts. Um, <laughs> we did. I did have a, a great time talking with you guys. Uh, any friend of Alex's is a friend of mine. So, thank you guys so much. Yeah, we appreciate it. Sure. Yeah, we do. And we sign off every show by telling the listeners to make sure. If you're listening to this podcast right now, make sure you tell someone you love them this week, okay? Think of somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Maybe somebody you just talked to yesterday and you're like, dang it, I forgot to tell that person that I love them. Tell somebody you love them because life is short. It's precious. Tomorrow's not promised. So reach out, tell somebody you love them. And I love all you guys. <laughs> big hearts big, big hearts gloves. all around and hook them horns well <laughs> <laughs> Boo pig all right y'all that's that diesel that's that diesel. diesel i got that diesel and sugar yeah exactly yep. all right well until next week y'all have a safe week have a good week and like we said tell somebody you love them all right peace love you guys Shh.